Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, an exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome. We are on episode number 53. 53. And now every time I listen to the Modern Yogi podcast in my car, just for for QC, like quality (laughs) control, not because I'm a narcissist, but like I listen because of quality control. But but every time I hear... um, Welcome to the modern yo. It, found, it feels like kind of AI generated. A it does. Bit. It exactly. doesn't feel like your you voice imitating my yeah. voice. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> oh, you ready? <clears throat> Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast. An exploration of ancient wisdom. Wow, I will take that as a compliment. <laughs> it feels AI generated. That's really oh funny. That's really, every time I listen to a phone call, you know one of those phone trees that are like, for number one, press this. Or That's you. I think I should do that. You oh should be so good at it. So if we fail at the podcast, you have a job that lined up. That is my career. Just a phone operator. Shama, we gotta then find be. what's our gig afterwards. <laughs> We just well, live off still of her. Like we just right. live okay. off I got her. You. We'll be like, don't forget us, the little people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for following along with us. We are on chapter seven, text number 17. Quick recap yeah. on the last episode, Shamali. I have a little breakdown. We're going to step it back again, the macro. Have you guys heard of the jewel box analogy? No. Already. <laughs> tell let us. Me, let me tell you what the jewel box, oh no, sorry, jewel box. <laughs> oh, crap, jewel box. Ah, I'm you got it, you got it. Keep going. Jewel box analogy. Jewel box analogy. Okay. In our line, there's one great saint or a very realized personality called Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. That name again is? Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. Yeah. Yeah. VCT. Yeah, VCT. So this super (laughs) elevated soul, great saint, he likens the Gita to a jewel box. And here is his breakdown, which I found very fascinating. He says, basically, chapters one through six are the base of the jewel box. That is the yoga of success or karma yoga, which describes the art of living, how to function in this world, how to connect our daily activities in divine endeavor. Okay, next we have the jewel inside the box or the most prized possession. The essence of the box is the middle six chapters, chapters seven through 12. So I'm bringing this up now because we are kicking off chapter seven. We've been doing that. And that is basically the yoga of love or bhakti yoga that teaches us the art of love, which is at the heart of life, how to develop this loving connection with God. Then the final chapters is the lid of the box, chapters 13 through 18, which protects against entanglement. This is the yoga of wisdom. It teaches us the art of letting go. The ultimate protection of life is to learn this spiritual philosophy, which helps you to let go of the negative misconceptions in the mind. So with these three breaking down, it teaches you, number one, how to live, number two, how to love, and number three, how to let go. And if you learn this, you won't walk through this world, you will float. How to live how to, to love, love and how, how to, to let go. go. Very nice. Ooh. Wow. And that is the entire Bhagavad Gita summarized. That is beautiful, actually. Very cool. I was wondering where you were going with all of this, but <laughs> that was a beautiful it ending. Came together. It, came it, together. Was beautiful. it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Just, just in case you guys don't know this, uh, we don't prepare like scripts for these episodes. Yeah. This yeah. is all very much <laughs> spontaneous. Life. That's why you get our responses because we really don't know what the other person's yeah. about to say. <laughs> we kind of give and each other looks. We just hope it makes sense at the end of the day. <laughs> we give each other looks 
looks like, run with me on this. And we're like, okay, we'll follow you wherever you're going. We're yeah. looking we like watch blind. each other's eyes. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of beautiful looks yeah. between us and like scared looks a lot of times yeah. too. But I had never heard of this jewel box analogy and I loved it. It's such it's a beautiful, sweet. practical way to break it down. One of the teachers in our line talks about this a lot. So just how to live, love and let go. That's what we want, you know, and the Bhagavad Gita is constructed where Every single chapter, did you guys know every single chapter is a different type of yoga? Thus, every chapter gives you a different secret on how to connect with the Supreme. Ooh, I like a good secret. Yeah, I like a good <laughs> secret. So keep tuning in to learn all the secrets. All right. So Priya and I are going to do a quick, quick recap. Quick, <laughs> quick, quick recap. recap. I don't know. I daffy duck. Um, <laughs> a quick recap on the last episode. And yeah. so Krishna is very self-aware, man. Super self-aware. Very self-aware. Went to therapy, did the work. <laughs> and he knows number, the first part is the four types of people that will never turn to him. Not right. never. They're I just mean, at the moment. Know, they're like, Most likely not to. We're just no, like, no, no, not no. really ready to surrender. Ooh, okay, got it. Perfect. Yeah. And, yep. And okay. then continue. And those are the. Oh, we we talked about these people as having the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Yes. yes so like yes. people who have no mental capacity because they're just trying to fill their needs, and they're considered the f- the foolish people. Yeah, it's a, they don't have like their basic needs of food, clothing, shelter, water. They don't have that, and so they have to work hard just to maintain that. So they don't have any capacity to even think about worshiping yeah. the divine, or even thinking about like who, like what's my life's purpose? Because your, their life's purpose is just making sure they're alive. Survival. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a survival. Instinct. Survival. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and then the second part, the second level is uh, they are called the lowest of mankind, and these people have their needs a little bit more met. They have um, some level of understanding of the world. They have social jobs. consciousness, political consciousness. Yes, However, yes, yes. no spiritual consciousness. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, then the third group of people, um, they think they know what's up. They mm. think they're really woke. They are the scientists, philosophers, philosophers. Right. They Poets. generally have their needs more met, but they they're like they re- they are interested in this sort of world, but they're not really looking deeply enough into this. Right? Got it. Yep. Is that fair. To say? And the fourth type that does not turn to God is the full blown atheists. Atheists, right? Yeah. And who are the four types of people that do turn to God? Well, you tell me. What's okay. the first person? All right, that first person is... I'm on the wrong page. So you get, okay, no, this is distressed. The yeah. people who are sad, right? Yeah, anxious, overwhelmed, stressed. stressed. Anyone who is suffering in any capacity will be like, God, please help me, Yes, right? and they're looking for answers. Yeah, and then the second group of people? Someone who wants money, 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 money. Yeah. They might be in need or they might just be seeking money, whatever the, the situation might be. Yeah. The so, third is the the curious monkey named Curious George, the inquisitive people, right? Just curious about life. Why is curious there butterflies? About God. Why do I have an eye? Stuff like that. <laughs> Why are there butterflies? Why do I have an eye? That is Priya's notion of curious people. <laughs> That's just what came to my mind. I'm sorry. And the last one is the person who is searching for... Absolute knowledge, Krishna himself, mm. God, right. divine, Beautiful. whatever you want to say, but just they are actually curious. Who is God? Who am I? What am mm. I doing here? And that's like their main goal. And so Wonderful. those are the people that would turn to him and be like, hey, what's up? I want to get to know you. Yeah. And you know, with everything we've said, we gave you just now, uh, I did the macro breakdown of the overall trajectory of the Gita. They gave you the micro breakdown of where we are specifically in this. There's a lot of currents going. I just want to super fast before we move forward, connect it to the story because we might forget we are in a story and we're in a battlefield. Yep, yep. So I want to connect the jewel box analogy with what Krishna is telling Arjuna right now, this moment in the story, because basically that was how to live, love and let go. And it's very logical because Krishna, basically what he does to Arjuna is first helps him digest his current 
current situation. That is how to live. And then he gives Arjuna a vision of what he can and should experience and what he can be within the depths of his being. That is how to love. That's the chapter we're in now. And then he's going to explain how to let go so we can leave the material world and eventually grasp the spiritual. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet, right? That's a foreshadowing of what's to come, but we are in the middle section of the jewel box, how to love. Yeah. And if you want to think about it in the same stuff, but in a different way, um, Krishna is saying like, who are you? What's your duty? Mm -hmm. Right at the beginning, it was a kind of like understanding who you are. Then it's like, what is your duty? What are you here to do? Right. There's some bigger mission. And then who am I? Like, if you want to learn a little bit about me so that you can kind of understand why your purpose is what it is, why we're meant to be servants of God and Mm. all of that. Right. So Krishna is taking the time to be like, this is who I am. These are the kind of people that like me. These are the kind of people that don't like me. This is how um, I have an effect on the world and how the world or the you, you souls affect me. Right. Just Mm. kind of an overall understanding of his, who he is. Because like we said, to know someone is to love someone. So he's basically telling Arjuna, this is me. Is it backwards or is that to know? To love someone is to know someone? To know... Well, I guess both, right? Either to way. love They're someone both, is to know someone. Work. To know someone cool. is to love someone. There All go. right. In the invocation, ladies. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Shakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto him. Wow, whatever you guys were on today, that was beautiful because oh. that was that oh. was some next level. I don't know. I'm not musical, so whatever pitch or harmony or tone, whatever it was, it was on point today. You are oh. too kind. But, I love yeah. that. I love how also we all at different moments in the beginning close our eyes and I think we're just, yeah, this prayer is a prayer in gratitude for all the teachers in our line who's given us this knowledge. So, yeah. Yeah, and we're for the ability to. to be here in front of this book, trying to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Chapter seven. Text number 17. 17. Of these, and we're talking about the people that do want right. to get to know Krishna. Of these, the one who is in full knowledge and who is always engaged in pure devotional service is the best. Mm. For I am very dear to him and he is dear to me. Right. So just to recap, this is the one particular person who's actually trying to figure out who God is and love God, right? right? It's the yeah. last one of the four people that are trying to figure out God, right? Right. And if you think about it, it just, it makes sense. It's not saying that one person is better than the other. It's just saying their intention Isn't that exactly is exactly what he's saying though? <laughs> he's, he's saying their that's in, the their best. Their intention <laughs> is the best. Their he's intention- like, I'm gonna kind of like the first three people who are searching for me, but like kind of not though, because they're (laughs) trying not to be sad or trying to get money from me or they're just, you know, they just stumbled upon me on a bookstore, you know, because they're like, I like butterflies. I wonder about butterflies. And Krishna's explicitly saying that I like the last one. I really appreciate those people who are actually wanting to know me. And I think about it in terms of a relationship or any friendship or anything, right? You might come across someone like someone wants to be your friend because, oh, oh, wow, you're part of the Modern Yogi podcast. I want to be your friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're like, please, we're just, you know, normal people. We're, <laughs> just, we're not we just like you. <laughs> How many me. followers do we that, have on Instagram? That was me being really silly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyways, um, people might come to you because they think that you have something to offer and right. they might come to you for a particular interest and you might still become friends with them and you might become really, really close friends. But it's not the same as when someone's like, hey, I really like who you are and I mm-hmm. want to get to know you better. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what you, Krishna's saying. You become more endeared to him. Now I think it's like, 
along, uh, Priya, you're bringing it to a very real platform. And the example I always think of in this situation is a parent with their child. They love their child no matter what. But if the kid is just giving the parent, let's say a child is giving their mom constant compliments and stuff. And then right after the compliment, it's like, hey, mom, can I borrow the keys to your car? So it's like, oh, okay, fine. But they still love the child versus the child who literally just wants to help and do something for the mom just out of love. That one is going to endear themselves more to the parent, but doesn't mean the love diminishes. So Krishna is all of our best friend, all of our ultimate father, parent, whatever. But, you know, he he's more endeared. But yeah. you, you know, when you ask a parent like, hey, who's your favorite child? <laughs> and they always lie and they say, oh, I love all of them equally. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You know that, you know, yes, I mean, that's fact. I'm not a parent, so I, I'm just making this up. But <laughs> a lot of them say, I just love all of them equally. But, you know, deep down, you know, that there's like a crappy one. You know, right. I and they don't they they love that one, but they love them a little bit less. Right? Okay, that's like the harsh version. I think a different way to say it. <laughs> no, I was actually having a talk about this a lot with my parents because I was wrapping my head around the guru disciple relationship. So the guru has a ton of disciples who he loves all of them, just like a parent loves all of their children but with some children the parent might have more connections share more interests but doesn't mean the love diminishes so similarly with krishna or with your spiritual teacher or whoever they might have more in common with some disciples or some children over others but i think the love is there always i don't know guys <laughs> i don't know i feel like krishna plays favorites a little bit and i'm okay with that yeah. because if we're one of his favorites i'm okay with that you ever have kids we'll check back in <laughs> Sure, 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 sure. But I think in this particular verse, Krishna says, and I quote, and I'm air quoting right now, and I quote, for I am very dear to him and he is very dear to me, right? So the person who is looking for wealth and money, he's not going to be Krishna's favorite right away. He he's in forever. He's in no, no, no. no. <laughs> that was like okay. evil. <laughs> I know. Forever. No, okay. Let me, let me, let me tell you something real yeah. quick. Okay? Tell me something real so, quick. So, Prophet <laughs> here is helping us out a little, and he says um, that. So, we have the idea of full knowledge, and I'm going to bring it back to what you're saying, okay? Because I, I, I'm. Forgetting. You understand both points. I understand you. both points. Okay, thank okay? you. I understand both points. Okay. So, <laughs> here in the text, it says one who is in full knowledge, right? So, first, understanding what that means, and so. Prabhupada breaks it down and he says, like getting to that full knowledge means that you understand the difference from yourself and this material body. Then further knowledge is understanding uh, the the difference between impersonal Brahman and Paramatma, meaning like uh, believing God is just the light and believing God is in your heart, right? Cool. So like once you understand yourself and know you're not this body, once you understand that God is not just this light, but also mm-hmm. like within your heart. And then once you understand that you're position your constitutional position is to be the eternal servant of god then you are in full knowledge right sure but then it says but in the preparatory stage so for those that are still in that like getting ready to understand all those things the man who is in full knowledge of the supreme or who's in that prepared like trying to be in that stage right and is executing devotional service is very dear to the lord Mm -hmm. so in your process of trying to still be those things krishna is like okay i like you now, he might like some more than others. I do think that in some ways, Krishna is just very grateful for the effort that the we put towards purport, him. The next purport, Prabhupada says a little bit about this. Wait, can you finish that last sentence for a second? Yeah, I think, I mean, just my personal opinion. So like, I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, I think Krishna is very grateful for those that put so much efforts towards getting to know him. The effort. Right? It's yeah, like, it's the intention. And 
I just have to read this one line in the next purport. Literally, is what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Prabhupada says, it is not that devotees who are less complete in knowledge are not dear to the Lord. Hey, that's the next, the next text. I know, I just have to read that because it's no, literally about... No, you have to about, wait. Okay, I have to wait. <laughs> it's literally about what we're discussing that's, now. Wait, it's fine. I'll wait. You can do it if but you I, want. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, but it literally is about the intention. I think, Priya, you bring up an important point that it is... It is in stages, because yeah. stage one might be this, stage two, you become more serious, stage three. And you know what? Those stages that you're talking about that it says here in the purport, they might happen in this life or in previous lives. So Krishna is just talking about a stage you realize, a, I mean, a, a level of your intention. For sure. I, I, I want to put it again in terms of friendship, if you really think about it, like someone mm -hmm. who comes to you because like, hey, you have tickets to a concert or like, oh, because I'm sorry. I just, my brain just goes quickly. <laughs> um, or like, because, oh, I like the kind of clothes you wear and I want you to like help me style myself, whatever right. reason for some purpose, right? For some purpose, that might be just the initiating factor for how the relationship develops, but it's not <clears throat> all as sweet as if someone just came up to you right. and said, hey, I think you're really cool and I want to get to know you. How much faster is that going to go right. than other ulterior motives? Not mm. in a bad way per se, but just like guided by right. something else. Like, you know what I and mean? And it makes so much it's sense. It's a slower process. It's right. just a slower exactly. process. It's faster, like you're saying, because, and it makes so much logical sense because searching for knowledge is the highest because when you find that knowledge of who is Krishna, how to develop that relationship, it basically, when, when we apply that knowledge that we found, it leads us to serving him with devotion. And then that transcendental knowledge gives us this process. So it's like one thing leads to another. So when you're directly trying to find Krishna, gives you the knowledge. When you apply it, it leads you to doing devotional service, which is the ultimate goal, because he's basically saying of these four orders, the devotee who number one is in full knowledge and number two at the same time is engaged in devotional service, the Lord says is the best. So it goes in stages, but the person who is searching for this knowledge, it will lead you ultimately to doing devotional service. Yeah. I still think in some way, Shama Sangeeta's right. Thank and, you. And, <laughs> and Thank Krishna. you. She was waiting. She I'm was sorry. Waiting. I didn't hear that. Can you say that again, please? <laughs> Do you want to let me finish that? that was <laughs> Go ahead. Start yeah, from the beginning. I, <laughs> I still think she's right in that he's saying yes. that they are very dear to him, not to say that others are not dear as well. But Just there's a very, very dear. dear. But I think, and Shama Sangita, you were never saying this or not. I think an important addition is just that it's a process. So just because you maybe didn't start with that intention doesn't yeah. mean that can't become your intention. Again, sure. Like I friendships, never, like anything. Yeah, like you, can, I, you can become your child's favorite. I mean, your parent's favorite child. Yeah, if you the, turn your life around. Yeah. <laughs> you stop asking for money. You are giving me some tough love right now. <laughs> you stop asking for money. Are you the favorite child? I mean, I think so. My mom listens to this podcast, so yes, I am the favorite child. <laughs> so this is like really a thorn deep down because you know now you're your mom's favorite and you're holding on to that. Uh, <laughs> you see, you can't bring this up because Shamali maybe doesn't feel like she's the favorite and you're poking at her. Oh, what? say what? <laughs> you are poking at me, girlfriend. No, I okay. said maybe. Therapist I, I Priya. Said maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I, I, I'm just being lighthearted. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I want to say this really because many people out there who are listening who maybe didn't start off with certain intentions, I, I'm saying it because no matter what your intentions are, it doesn't sure. mean you can't get there. Oh, for so sure. That was, and that's Shama, nothing you were, you weren't saying this. So it's not like I was disagreeing with this part because yeah, these are the favorite of the Lord, but everyone can get there. Everyone has a fair chance to purify our intentions, even if we didn't start off that way. That's all right. All. Yeah. Anything else on... Yeah, go ahead, Priya. Oh no, no, no! I was saying, yeah, let's keep going because I think it keeps it keeps talking about the same subject, and so let's keep. But I do think we're in the right place. Yeah. We're, so we're basically, right to leave it off, he's saying twofold. You have to do uh, in. Ah, uh, sorry. Rewind. When you're searching in full knowledge, number one, 
and you're engaged in devotional service number two. That's how you endear yourself to the Lord. Pure devotional service. Pure devotional yes. service. You know Gita, is live. Gita is live. Gita is live. <laughs> I had heard something once that rather than uh, trying to desperately see God, try to act in a way that God will see you. Yes, and I think I've that's along that. the lines of what we're talking about. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're here to grow and evolve. So if I think, I don't know, I'm perfect right off the bat, that's my own ego or misgivings like just purify yourself so god will see you and that's what yeah. you focus on beauty Alrighty. all right nice. text chapter eight. seven text 18 all these devotees are undoubtedly magnanimous souls but he <laughs> so so yeah, exactly yeah, exactly let her, no let me you're interrupting Krishna's words I okay um, Krishna said all of these devotees are undoubtedly magnanimous souls but he who is situated in knowledge of me I consider to be like my own self being engaged in my transcendental service, he is sure to attain me, the highest and most perfect goal. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't do that laugh at the end. That was me. <laughs> just, just in case any listeners were confused. I would be so curious to see a whole like five second reel or five minute reel of Shama Sangeeta's interpretation of Krishna and how he would be in a movie, you know, the movie version of the Gita. Played by he George would dance a lot. <laughs> Christian be played with, played by in a oh, life, ver life version. George Clooney? 100%. What? George, George Clooney. What? I think of Krishna. 100%. No, no, no. I think of Krishna as a young, beautiful man. Okay, so yeah. pick. Pick. I don't know. Like not Tom George Holland? Clooney. No, no, not Tom Holland. No, not that young. Okay. All right, then pick a lane, guys. Pick like a lane. We're like, we don't know it yet, but when we see it, we'll know it. Like yeah. a Freddie Prince Jr. circa no. 2001. <laughs> right? Is that what you, you have okay. this very ready. Like, have you thought of this before? I just, you know, <laughs> like a Mario okay, Lopez. Wait, actually. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Am I getting a cold, cooler or no. like hotter? No, no, not yet. Keep going. We'll uh, tell you. Like a Idris Alba type? Okay, maybe. Okay. But he's a little too old because I yeah, think of Krishna as like a, like, like, a, a, like a Will Smith before the slap type of thing, mm, you know? No, <laughs> let's not go there. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then who, what age range are we thinking? I'm thinking like 17 to 25. 17 to 25. What okay. do you think? That's Shella. a bit on the young side, but I could, okay. I think a timeless look. Like they, they, but that's they. What I, that's why I said, because Krishna is supposed to be like 16. What about like a Ryan Gosling? <laughs> is it Gosling or Gosling? We're getting a thumbs down from Ella. Okay, um, no. She said no. She, our director no, was not no. like So that. you know, we're going to think hair. about this. Okay. We're going to think Krishna about this and maybe come hair. back later. Okay, dark hair. And his complexion, they say, is like a dark moon cloud. Rain cloud. Rain cloud. Rain cloud. I went with your moon cloud. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> What's a moon cloud? I didn't even question it. <laughs> yes, moon cloud. You are I love right. moon clouds so I much. It. <laughs> Wait, okay. So you said like a rain cloud. Yeah. Like the dark um, complexion like a clear. rain cloud. Okay. Krishna is black. Blackish blue. Blackish, blackish bluish. Blue. Yeah, because the rain just, cloud just is perspective in terms blue. of human. If we had to pick a human, wouldn't Krishna I know, be? But I feel no like such, there's no human. Like avatar, like Steven Spielberg's avatar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, not there's that There's no blackish bluish person okay, okay. out yeah, there. Yeah, so okay. I feel like there's no one quite, there's no one look like Krishna. Yeah, it's well, hard to, it's George really Clooney. hard. Okay, so that's beautiful. her favorite. Yeah. You know, leave us a comment on Instagram. How would they find us? At Modern Yogi Podcast. At Modern Yogi Podcast. At Modern Yogi Podcast. So who would and play tell us Krishna? if you don't think he looks like George Clooney. <laughs> I mean, he does not look like George Clooney. Oh, no, no, no. Who would play Krishna's personality and looks in a lifetime movie of Krishna? 
Yeah. And leave us a comment on your thoughts and feedback. <laughs> We're curious. We will talk about it when we see all the things all the, pop yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag all the George Clooney. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. oh, moving on. So what Christian's trying to say in text 18 <sighs> is that, yes, great. All of those four people that are trying to get to me are great magnanimous souls. One, 100%. They're great people. Yes, Priya, go. Okay. There's a whole sentence here talking about this. Okay. This is a sentence I wanted to get to. Yes, say okay, it. Do you want to do one No, sentence? no, no. Do it, but I'm excited. Just say it. <laughs> okay. It says, the devotees who want some benefit out of devotional oh, service. Oh, that wasn't the sentence. Sorry, continue. Oh, you want to... Okay, go ahead. go ahead. Do the first sentence. It is not the devotees who are less complete in knowledge and are not dear to the Lord. It is not that the devotees. Oh, I was so excited I stumbled over. <laughs> it is not that devotees who are less complete in knowledge are not dear to the Lord, period. The Lord says that all are magnanimous because anyone who comes to the Lord for any purpose is called a Mahatma or great soul. Okay, now okay. let but, me go on. Yeah. No, there's, there's a big but. Oh my God, Christian okay. says okay. but in the actual verse. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, a okay. huge but too. No, no, there is a but. It's there the is biggest a but. but I've ever seen. Nice. Nice. I like big but. <laughs> no. But it's the intention, not the person that he doesn't like. Ladies, sure. go ahead. Ladies. Okay, Priya, go. All, All right. right. The devotees <laughs> who want some benefit out of devotional service are accepted by the Lord because there is an exchange of affection. So if you mm -hmm. want something, you're still going to be really yeah, sweet. You're still like, going to want to get to know Krishna. So he's like, okay, I accept it because it is an exchange. Like ah. the parent, no, no, that's along the same point. Uh -huh. Like the parent with their child who wants to borrow the car keys and is like, mom, you look so beautiful. Can I borrow your car keys, please? And sure. the mom's like, oh, all right, Good Timmy. Point. Sure, sure. You know, she okay. still loves Timmy, <laughs> but... Dang, Timmy, you but just... But Timmy's not the best. Timmy's he's a, not, he might be a magnanimous soul, but he's not his favorite. But she loves favorite. Timmy nonetheless. Why is this becoming like two sides? Priya, go. Break yeah, up the argument. Yeah, I know. Go. Let me just no finish my Prabhupada says here. Out of affection, they asked the Lord for some material benefit. And when they get it, they became so satisfied they, that they also advance in devotional service. Beautiful. So out of that relationship, they actually get some nurture and they become more attracted mm -hmm. to Krishna. Right. But... The devotee in full knowledge is considered to be very dear to the Lord right. because his only purpose is to serve the Supreme Lord so, with love and devotion. Jimmy's oh, winner, winner, brother. winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> There's no that's winner. It. I never said that's not true. I don't like this I dichotomy say, that was created. I want to say just let her have it. Okay, you win. Gita. I bow down to your lotus feet. <laughs> well, that's all. all I was asking for. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I actually love this. this is, actually, this is really yeah. funny because it's more rare that Shamas and Gita and Shamali are battling this is for never a power. No. And also, it's just you two are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's so With funny love. because in the beginning, I wasn't even realizing there was two different sides. And then when Priya was like, I see both sides. I thought, wait, how did I become the opposing side? I didn't <laughs> sign up for this battle. No, all That's I was so saying was the intention. Anyway, so basically, Timmy's older brother, Jimmy, uh, did not want to borrow the car key. But Jimmy was like, Mom, you look so beautiful. I love you. Let me sweep the living room. And she's like, what do you want, Jimmy? No, no. I just love you. And then she's like, take both car keys. You have it all. And 50 bucks. I love wow. you, Jimmy. Are we sure the parents like them? Because I call them Jimmy and Jimmy. <laughs> really creative names. <laughs> yes. That's so good. my point, point is that with that also, importantly, when Krishna knows your intention is pure and Jimmy didn't want anything back from the mom, the mom gave him even more. So Krishna will give us, you know, will reciprocate with us when we're trying to get stuff out of him. But when we want nothing, just to give him our love, boom, he's going to give you the world. That's his favorite. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
All right. And we're moving on to text <laughs> number we 19. If you're driving, getting a laugh out of this, uh, so are we. <laughs> Shelly wants to strangle me right now. I love All right. You. Text All right. 19. Shambling. Wait, wait, wait. I almost no, forgot No, no. It's time for, your no. time, time for your verse now. No, one okay, sentence I want to say. Go ahead. It's the sweetest sentence. It is really sweet. Go for it. Uh, you know it because yeah. we highlight the same parts. Yes, so we do. That's nice. The devotees are always in my heart, Krishna says, and I'm always in the hearts of the devotees. That's oh, beautiful. That was I really love nice. That. I don't know if you wanted to read the next few lines, Priya. But, I mean, I highlighted the whole thing, but that was the essence. No, that is really sweet. Let's yeah. leave it at that and let's go to chapter. Beautiful. I love Sorry. it. <gasps> Finally, Chumley gets to read a text. I do, because oftentimes <gasps> we just do two, so I never get to read a text, and I'm okay with that. But that's now okay, I get to because read a text. You, that's you, okay. You give a lot of commentary about yeah, the, right. all the other and stuff. A lot so. of TED Talks. So, you know, <laughs> this is her time. Shamla, this is your time is that, to shine. Is that sarcastically? A lot of TED Talks. <laughs> oh, no, okay, nice. Nice. Also, Ted Lasso is a great show. Anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> after many births and deaths, Krishna says, he who is actually in knowledge surrenders unto me, knowing me, Krishna says, to be the cause of all causes and all that is. Such a great soul is very rare. <sighs> Beautiful. Ooh. These are, I mean, the fact that you're, if you're listening to this podcast in your, your car or in your house or wherever you are listening to it, the fact that you are listening to it is, is kind of a feat amongst itself. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like how many lifetimes, how, you mm. probably along with us have been trying lifetime after lifetime after lifetime to try to figure out the source of this world, this God in this universe. Like mm. this is not our first attempt at yeah. trying to read this Gita together. Not the three of us at this table, not you at home. Like it's not right. your first time. It's been many, many lifetimes that you've been trying to figure this out. Yeah. And that makes you a very rare, rare soul. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like if you're out there struggling against the material existence, the material energies, and you might feel like, oh, it's hopeless. Just remember that when you unplug the fan, the blade still keeps spinning for a while, even though you're not feeding it electricity. So even if you're not giving into the material energy, but it still feels hard, it takes a little time for the blades to stop moving. Oh, I like that analogy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're on good visual. terms again. I love yeah, you. We're on good terms. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, war from last verse is over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, so yes. we're not only on a metaphysical battle, or sorry, metaphorical battlefield in this conversation, we're also in a real battlefield in the text. <laughs> no, no. Love. Chapter 19, we started fresh. We're, we're, only okay. love. we're souls working together. Shall yeah. We? Yeah. Trying to figure out Krishna is. You don't want to build more karma. Yeah. We're all on the same page here, guys. We're on the same page. Fist bump. Love Knuckles. You. Knuckles. Knuckles. Okay, <laughs> you know, I'm always scared that if I start laughing, I'll go into a laughing attack. And if you haven't heard, uh, go listen to episode 50, uh, which was incredible. The beginning <laughs> intro where I had a massive laughing Don't attack and it. that led to Save you having yourself. one Chama and Priya was like, OMG, let's stop. And we're like, it's just perfect. No. <laughs> anyway, that was my favorite. I showed my whole family yeah. the beginning. Anyway, so yeah, so basically here we're just talking about this idea of after many births and deaths, we finally at some point say like, Krishna, I want to get to know you. And we put in the effort. And once we do that, Krishna's like, that is rare. Like right. it takes people so long that it is rare for it to happen. But know mm. that like this does happen. I think it is kind mm. of a testament that it does happen, that we yeah. can do it. That Like mm -hmm. it's kind of yep. like a push right. for us to get to that place. Right. And to be honest, like let's take a look at the, the world population. We're at what, seven, eight billion people? Something like right? that. Right? How many of those people have no idea who Krishna is. Right. A good chunk of those people, right? Yeah, and even most. those people who are like, even remotely into some sort of Eastern philosophy, like how many of them are really going to strive to understand who Krishna is, who God is in this lifetime? Yeah. It's 
that's a very small percentage, yeah, right? Yeah. And so thank you, every single one of you for listening mm. to this podcast. And thank you to my, I know we bicker and stuff, but like <laughs> oh, even my, fun and love. My, 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 co- my co-stars in this podcast, you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> we're just trying to do this together, right? Yeah. We're trying to figure yeah. out who Krishna is together. We are family. Shamali, anything else you want to say about this text? Um, well, I like that it's basically he's uh, explaining how it does come in stages because in the beginning of spiritual realization, when we're still trying to give up our attachments to materialism to this world, there's still some leaning towards impersonalism. And what does that mean to you guys? When someone still leads into impersonalism, I think of it like, yeah, it's hard to accept Krishna as a, really a person. You're really, really there, Krishna. But you know, it's easier to maybe feel. I love his- the nature. Yeah. And I love the flowers and the flowers of God. Exactly. Yeah, which and I, they are. But I think it can be sometimes easier to connect to nature than it is to like really, really put the effort to get to know Krishna. Right. So, so that's why that maybe is the initial phase they're outlining here. Like, okay, while well, we're trying to give up attachment, we lean in a little bit more to the impersonal side. It's easier, like Priya, you're saying, to connect with nature. But when one is a little further advanced, he begins to understand that there are certain activities in our spiritual life, and these activities constitute devotional service because Krishna is a person really there and I want I'm, I'm meant to be an eternal servant of him it's already there the dormant love and I'm trying to just peel back the layers yeah and then when we finally realize this we basically become attached we surrender and then we can basically understand <clears throat> that Krishna's mercy is everything and it just goes into beautiful sentences of how Krishna is the cause of all causes and uh, nothing in this world exists without Krishna I love that Mm. That's beautiful. Are we actually going to do four verses in this chapter? Oh my chapter? god! We might. Wow! I know. All right. Oh, and so final point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Go ahead. Go no, ahead. All I want to say because it's an important point, and uh, it says that basically when we get to this stage of realization, we realize the material world is a perverted reflection of the spiritual variegatedness. Basically, meaning there's so much variety in the spiritual world, in our eternal home, and everything in this world that we think is like those shiny objects that mirage that we try to enjoy, we get there and realize, mm, is that all there is? Is that really that? Uh, so we realize that everything has to be in connection to Krishna. Um, and we see Krishna everywhere and everything's just uh, upside down reflection. You know, kind of like in what's the show? Uh, Stranger Things, where it's like the upside down world, right? Have I've seen, never seen this. Never seen seen Stranger. Ella, have you seen Stranger Things? Oh my gosh, I'm sitting at a table. No one knows <laughs> uh, what Stranger... Abhijit, I think, has seen it. Okay, so most of the listeners out there, you probably know what the upside down world is. And if I'm butchering the name hey, and I forgot, whatever. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> but it's basically like when they go into this other dimension of it's an inverted reflection of reality where everything's kind of like haunted and there's demonic spirits there. So this world is kind of like the upside down world. It's a perverted reflection of everything in the spiritual world. So we have so much variety and love and flavor in the spiritual world. Here we do too, but in a very watered down uh, material version. Can I say, I think something that I don't know how often we talk about is this idea of like, why are we always talk about the rat race and a lot of people can relate to that in terms of like work and, you know, like how exhausting it can be to always try to achieve the next thing and just kind of like be in this mode of survival without right. getting to really do anything else. But 
why do we want to get out of this material world, right? Like a lot of people might see this place and be like, well, I can achieve good happiness here. Like why, why do I have to get out? Or like, what is it that the spiritual world is offering that I don't have here? You're saying it's a better version, but what does that even mean? Right. right. And so I was just thinking about that because I don't know how often we talk about that idea. And I think the three, three major factors, if I'm, you can correct me if I'm wrong, are that here we have birth, mm-hmm. death, yeah and disease. Exactly. Right. So with birth, death and disease, these are painful experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Um, These are difficult experiences to have. If anyone's ever been sick, it's not easy, right? Well, those things do not exist in the spiritual world. So like even just thinking about that aspect alone, can you imagine how wonderful it is there? Even Mm -hmm. without thinking about the varieties and all the wonderful things that it offers, but just not having to say goodbye to a loved one, not having to Mm -hmm. be sick not having all these things, right? And it's, that's already like a really wonderful image to have. So every time we talk about why we want to get out of this material world, that's something else to remember, right? There's no old age, there's no death, no disease. That's beautiful to think about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that frames that really nicely because then we realize this material world is just a playground where we're here to purify our consciousness, to go back to that eternal home where there is no death, disease, sickness, old age. And how much anxiety does that bring in people's day-to-day lives? I know for me, I think of death. I've been thinking of death from the time I was born. Like I remember being three years old, (laughs) crying to my parents, not wanting them to die. Mm. I don't know if that's normal, not normal. Not normal. Not no, normal. I was an unusual yeah. child. I mean, some people but probably some share do, the experience. But I think yeah. you were an elevated soul, so you knew what oh, this world... Oh, we are real good friends now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I'm thinking, like, objectively. Like, even yeah, if I didn't yeah. know you, if I heard that sentence coming from someone who was like, even when I was three years old, I was worried about my parents' death. That's someone who mm. has, as at the, at the age of three, has the consciousness of understanding the temporary nature of this world. Right. So that wasn't me trying to give you a compliment but it was though actually <laughs> I love you I love you girlfriend but for, like we said before for all of us all of us on here on the talk show all of us everyone's listening that means that we are all elevating ourselves not just in this life but if you're even listening to it it's coming from a past life you've already had a relationship with Krishna in some capacity because you've stumbled upon in this life this philosophy so to everyone out there I mean clap yourselves on the back clap em, clap yourself on the back <laughs> <laughs> Chapter seven. (laughs) Clap yourself on the back real hard. You know what, Shoma? You're reminding me of my eighth graders that they have an ability to repeat anything I say and make me feel like the biggest loser. (laughs) It's like I'm gonna cry. It's family cry. No, out of laughing. (laughs) All right, chapter seven, text number twenty, Priya Darshani. Those whose intelligence has been stolen by material desires. Surrender unto demigods and follow the particular rules and regulations of worship according to their own natures. Mm. Ooh, this is interesting, right? Because I grew up around a lot of people who worship a lot of demigods, right? Right. And they're saying those whose intelligence has been stolen by material desires because those demigods are great. I mean, very respected type of folks and they do have powers to grant things, right? Like Lakshmi is the the goddess of wealth. We pray to her at the time of Diwali to make sure there's there's constant wealth coming into her. Yeah, abundance and wealth in our house, right? Um, And there's, there's, you you know, different Ganesh, demigods, Ganesh, right? obstacles. Oh, yeah. yeah, every single wedding card has a has a picture of the elephant god Ganesh, right? right. And it's like removing obstacles in this new chapter of our lives, right? right? And I think that 
there there's a reason that people pray to these specific demigods because when you pray sincerely to them they do give benefits they right. do give gifts to you right and and that is that's their role right but i think what Krishna's is trying to say is those people whose intelligence has been stolen by their need for material desires right. and they surrender onto these particular demigods um mm. they they do it because like that's that's kind of in their karma. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it kind of says that they're in the lower modes of nature, ignorance and passion. And right. that they're, they still have some, some good, work to do. Some work to do. I mean, they still come from a good heart because they're, they're still doing the worship, but they, they're not seeing the bigger picture of right. the demigods are just like the board members of the company, which exactly. Krishna is the CEO for. Right? right. And like as devotees, we can understand that if we, just uh, say to Krishna, please take care of me. He will take care of these material needs without having to, like we, we accept what he gives us, right? Versus like seeking like, oh, please Lakshmi, make me a millionaire, make me a millionaire, make me a millionaire, which right. is not the goal, right? And and I think devotees can sort of say a different prayer. Maybe not, this is not ideal either, but like a, if it is in your desire krishna for me to be in a position of lots of wealth then i can do service with that money right. then please put me in that position but only if it is what you think it's yeah. best for me if you think it's right for right. me and so it's, right. it's not so it, it's we're we're more direct we're going to like the ceo right. we're going to the main person we're understanding that they cannot fulfill their duties without permission from krishna right and right. that krishna right. is giving them that permission to help people in particular ways, such as removing obstacles and giving wealth and everything else. Right. Ah, gotcha. And it's interesting because even within those, here's another ray of hope in the purport, because <clears throat> even within the devotees who go directly to Krishna, you might feel bad if you think, oof, I'm going to him for this need and that need. But it says even those who have material desires and who go to the Supreme Lord, uh, and you know, we might not be so attracted by external nature because we are approaching him in the right goal. We're going the right direction. So soon enough with patience, we'll become free from all material lust. So if we're just even headed in the right direction, Krishna takes that. But, you know, people who have completely lost their spiritual sense and want immediate uh, fulfillment of their material desires, that's when they take shelter of the demigods. Ah, all right. Anything else, Shamali Priya, on this last verse? Um, no, nope. there's I, one last line. Those who are not devotees of the Lord think for certain uh, purposes, demigod. Uh, wait, oh, think for certain purposes, demigods are better than the Supreme Lord, but a pure devotee knows that Lord Krishna is the master of all. So, like Priya was saying, even the demigods, they answer to Krishna. Yeah, yep. and it says the pure devotee is satisfied with whatever Krishna gives him. Yeah, mm. that's important. The pure devotee is satisfied with whatever Krishna gives him. How often do we go through a bad situation and think, why me? Mm -hmm. What? But remember that saying, good, bad, who's, who's to, to say? say. Yeah. I love it. And thank you so, for, so much for tuning into this episode. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Hello, beautiful souls. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to share a link to our podcast at Modern Yogi Podcast with all your friends, families, and long lost cousins. And if you have any questions at all, send us a DM on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you for listening to The, the Modern, Modern Yogi. Yogi.